0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Well, here we are on episode 21 and... uh, it feels like a little bit like a coming of age, uh, like a 21st birthday party. And um, Here we are today and we're going to have another poetic pause. Five weeks ago, we had a poetic pause with, with the Psalms. And, and this week, I'm, I'm bringing you a, yet another poetic pause with five more poems. This week, um, these poems are testimonial. They tell a story, the story of of my life. And I, I've written so many poems based around my life, it's been quite difficult to choose which ones to bring. Um, if you've listened to my earlier podcasts, you will know that I messed around at school and I got kicked out. So I'm going to start off with, with this poem and it's called Story of a Fool. I played around at school. I really couldn't be bothered. I acted the fool. Sometimes I got clobbered. I really didn't learn and I questioned was I the weakest sperm? My teachers wanted action but life was full of distraction. Thought that I was cool but really a simple fool who disobeyed the rules. The teacher's heavy clout failed to sort me out and so they kicked me out. I left school a simple fool with a few qualifications, but English wasn't one. Kicked out of school for breaking rules, would I become the scum? In and out of trouble, my life was such a struggle, my intellect inferior, yet saw myself superior. (laughs) Ha ha, what a joke! a going nowhere kind of bloke i'll never be a marvel at school should have tried harder the teacher wrote these words with their red ink it just made me laugh never made me think i suppose i was a loser with a capital l on a road to nowhere though now i know it was hell I left school feeling dismayed. Deep down, I felt afraid. Drifted through the next decade. Then my life was changed. Let me explain. My thoughts were rearranged. Knew I would never win in my life of sin. So I let God in. Then in return, I did learn. He opened my eyes, and to my surprise, the best thing I did find, he now transformed my mind. To my delight, he taught me to write, saying, you're gonna be all right. Give me your life, cast off the strife, for you I paid the price. Cast off your sin, then you will win, time to begin. Give me your time. Follow my line. You will be just fine. Then he gave me the gift of rhyme. I'm forgiven for my history. He gave me a life. Changed my story. Thank you, God, for all of your glory. Have you ever felt rejected? Especially in your home town. Jesus did. He was a prophet without honour in Nazareth. And this is called No Honour. In Nazareth, the Nazarene was never believed and rarely seen. I know a little of how it must have been for the Nazarene, as those at the scene think that I'm obscene, But really, I'm not. I'm a man of honour, speaking truth upon you. Not in it for profit, don't do it to fill my pocket. No Shakespearean sonnet. Hurt, but get back on it. Love, I want it. Attraction of the opposite. Will you ever drop it? simply catastrophic. Make me want to vomit. No honour for the profit. Not in my backyard. It really is so hard. Disbelief. Need relief. Need hope. Yes, hope. Instead, you treat me like a joke. But I'm not laughing. Simply asking why. Why can't you give me a chance? Not asking for romance, Allow words to enhance time to advance. I'm a prophet without honour in the town where I was born. They treat me like a bomber and pierce me with a thorn and i-i just mourn. no need for a storm. I just feel down. mourn for the town and for the lost because I do give a toss. I care about them regardless. A prophet without honour, nevertheless. I care about them like the Nazarene, but when they look at me, they see Frankenstein. Now I know that this isn't true for all, and this does give me hope. Pride, it comes before a fall. Get off that slippery slope. Do you believe in angels? I do and uh, would you even know if you met an angel or two or three the book of hebrews tells us that we could entertain angels unaware we could meet angels and not even be aware that that we're talking to an angel Um, i I, i've met an angel i I believe god sent me an angel to talk to me uh, just before i accepted jesus into my life I interviewed him for a job. And afterwards, uh, when I asked people uh, if, if they remembered that person that I interviewed, nobody had, had seen that person. Uh, and uh, and another time when I fell, when I was it, it, on a building site and the scaffolding collapsed, uh, and it all fell in slow motion. And, uh, and I felt that, well, I was three floors high, and I landed on the scaffolding that collapsed, and it should have at least broken my back. Uh, But as I fell, I reached my hand up into the air, and it felt as if I was being held by my guardian angel. And So I wrote a poem about that, and uh, this is called Angels. Have you ever been in the presence of a member of the heavenly host? Yes, I'm talking about an angel. If you had met one, would you boast? If you had met one, would you even know? They don't all wear halos with a glorious heavenly glow. Be friendly to all strangers. Some are angels in disguise. Avoiding all the dangers is also extremely wise though not always possible but meeting an angel is phenomenal how do i know well it happened to me once then twice maybe three four or more no one knows for sure but two of them i'm certain believe one was my guardian yes my guardian angel You heard me right. Situation painful. Had quite a fright. A scaffolding collapsed and I fell in slow motion. Thought life had lapsed. There was such commotion. As I fell i just relaxed. Hand held high. Didn't want to die. Then I felt it. I couldn't see it. Someone holding me. Felt like living. Now thanksgiving someone lower in me saved from the grave he set me free my guardian rescued me from death saved my family being bereft bruises all across my back sustained upon my landing the wax and smacks they turned me black my mind had understanding i didn't see my guardian but knew that he was there Thirty feet I'd fallen. So glad that he did care. How about angel number two? Are you wondering what he did do? This encounter was quite different. I met him in the flesh. This encounter was significant. He really was the best. I interviewed him for work, then offered him a job, even though I'd been a Burke He told me about his God. I listened to his every word, couldn't believe the things that I'd heard. But I did, I did believe, thought about his story. Then I did receive, I give God the glory. No longer am deceived. He looked just like an ordinary man and said his name was Peter. But he did something no man can disappeared, didn't wait to meet you. I asked everyone in the office that day, but none recalled this man. God sent his messenger with things to say, Left me with more than more than I ever would have imagined, and enter- I entertained an angel unaware, a heavenly being full of compassion sat in my office chair. I'm sure that there have been more times going back to adolescence. Time has now my mind refined. Can you find an angel's presence? So I met that second angel back in 1986. And uh, that's when I'm. That is when I also invited Jesus into my life. Just a short while after that, I met that angel, uh, and, uh, and I wrote a poem called 1986. I got my fix in 1986, and it goes something like this. Back in 1986, I needed a fix. Not talking about chemicals and party drugs. I'm talking about the greatest spiritual hug. If we're really honest, and that's the only way to be, we all have a spirit that needs to be free. If being spiritual makes you think that I'm a weirdo, then being lyrical breaks your stink to an absolute zero. When I found my fix in 86, something inside me changed. My nature rearranged. Quit thinking I'm deranged. He changed the sound in the mix. Still didn't wear a crucifix. He changed the script. Watch my lips. It beats a solar eclipse. So I kick the dirty tricks. No more bricks on my brother's head. I got the fix because he bled. No more dread he is the bread of life, the thread of sacrifice. I spread the truth like lice because he paid the price. You see, the fix that I had way back then still fills me now again and again. This fix is the filler of men, unless you are mistaken. Forget about the way of Zen. Take you higher than Big Ben, higher than Mount Everest. Depart the way of treacherous. This fix is oh so generous. This fix's name is King Jesus. He's the one that frees us. I got my fix in 86, made my pick and never looked back. Into the light, the right and the light. Shake off the shroud of black, never look back. And if you're wondering about the line where it says, smashed a brick on my brother's head. Yes, I did. And I was about, uh, maybe about 15 years old when I did that. Kind of tells you what my life was like. Well, now that brings us to the The fifth poem. Uh, that time went quite fast, didn't it? Uh, but before we I'll, I'll, I'll bring you this one, this, this, this last poem is called Thankful. And uh, yeah, I, I asked the question, what have you got to be thankful for? What do you thank God for? You know, I've got so many things medically wrong with me. I've, I've, got, I've got angina. I've had six coronary stents fitted, yes, six. I've got chronic kidney disease, so that's polycystic kidneys. My kidneys are huge, my native kidneys. They're like uh, carrying twins. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm pregnant, but uh, pregnancy only lasts nine months. And uh, I was diagnosed with polycystic kidneys in 2008. So I've been pregnant since 2008 and my kidneys are growing. They are actually the size of two twins. Imagine being pregnant permanently. Um, I've been on dialysis. I was on dialysis for uh, two and a half years and uh, had to dialyze every night on a machine. That kept me alive. Uh, I've had a kidney transplant, but it's not working great. It's not the best. Um, But I'm I'm no longer on dialysis, but I've had a transplant. On top of all that, I suffer with sleep apnea. So I have to wear a a mask at night, and and I'm on a different machine now at night. Yeah, and there's always medical things going on. And then on top of that, in June 2020, I had an accident. Uh, I got hit by a cyclist uh, and I, I nearly died uh, uh, and I ended up on, on life support for a few days. I've actually nearly died three times, but I still am thankful. One of the reasons why I'm thankful for the accident was uh, before the accident, I was feeling breathless uh, quite a lot. And I spoke to my, my renal consultant about it and he said, well, after lockdown, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Uh, And it turned out that um, I had a pulmonary embolism, a blood clot on the lungs. And uh, that could have moved and it could have gone up to my brain and that could have killed me. But when I had the accident, they scanned me and they found the pulmonary embolism. So if it wasn't for the accident, I could have died. So am I thankful? What have you got to be thankful for? Do you thank God for the the struggles and uh, what you what you learn from those struggles. I thank God because out of all my difficulties, all my my medical issues and uh, and everything that has prevented me from being as physical as I used to be, climbing mountains like I used to do, I've actually become more creative, and I thank God for that creativity, and uh, so. And God speaks to me in the strangest of places. So this this poem I'm going to bring you now is called Thankful, but I also call it Prayer because it came to me when I was in an MRI machine. I went into this MRI machine and I was praying, God, will you comfort me in, in, in this machine? Because I don't know if you've ever been in an MRI machine. But they can be quite scary. They're noisy, they're claustrophobic, you have headphones on. So I went in and I prayed, Lord, will you speak to me? Will you be with me in this machine? And this is what he gave me in that MRI machine. So this is called thankful or it's called prayer, whichever way you you want to look at it. I feel so grateful, so thankful, glad to be alive. They say only the strong survive. I don't feel strong, feel quite weak, struggle walking down the street, but I'm thankful, thankful to be alive, injured and deprived, the pain lies deep inside, look at me the cripple, you judge me with your fickle mind, open your eyes, stop acting blind, I'm no superhero, don't wear a cape, tell me where to go, show me where's my fate? See that I'm still capable and wholly available. I thank you, God, and say amen. Escaped the grip of death again. Still I face the struggle and pain, enough to make you go insane. Oh, why, oh, why do I feel so bad? I know it's you, stops me going mad, And I thank you again, despite the pain. Thank you for your grace that keeps me alive. I look upon your face as you help me survive. Above the noise of the MRI machine, I hear your voice like a tambourine. I question, is this real or a dream? Then I thank you, Lord, for I am redeemed. I thank you for your resurrection and giving me a special connection. Watch over me, give me protection, show me the way, give me direction. Now keep me safe from the flame. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen is all that's left to say. So be it. That is what I pray. Well, that brings us to the end of this poetic pause. It's uh, been great having you here with me today. hope you've enjoyed these five poems. uh, And and I hope you can join us again next time, next week, every Monday. See you then. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today don't forget to share this podcast with your friends i'm brendan conboy and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like to support me and my creative work follow me also on facebook twitter instagram and youtube for now though god bless and goodbye